Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Force Chatter. I'm here with Tim, no Lou, no Tom. And you know what? We accidentally wore matching shirts. Kind of. We did. Kind of. Not not entirely, kind of. but your, yours is a little cooler than mine. Why don't you tell me why yours is cooler than mine? Well, because mine happens to be the uh, Force Chatter logo. Right. You know. That is very true, which you can get, by the way, by going to store.randomchatter.com. And you can get one for yourself. And it doesn't have to be blue like that. You can get a black background, gray, white, green, red, whatever floats your boat. But clearly tonight is blue night. It's blue night. We're feeling very blue because there's not a lot of Star mm -hmm. Wars news yet again. It's man. I don't know what's going on. Well, we don't know what's going on it's because a, nobody tells us because there's nothing going on. Yeah. Um, well, and I'm sure that pretty soon. Lucasfilm is going to tell us that they dropped a project that they never told us about. Because that's how they roll. I mean, <laughs> hey, it would be news. I wouldn't complain. But, uh, you know, there is something that I heard that's a rumor this week. Don't let me forget to get to it. We'll, uh -oh. we'll get to it after the main story uh -oh. here. Um, we're, okay. we're going to talk a little bit about the Bad Batch. It's Kenobi news. Well, it's Kenobi rumors. I don't think it's a spoiler. Some people might take it that way. So we'll save it to the end. But okay. uh, we did get a little tiny bit of news, and I don't know how I feel about it, but we have a writer for uh, the Rogue Squadron film, right? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Uh, Matthew Robinson. Who? Yeah, Matthew Robinson. Matt. <laughs> you know, good old Matt. We, we it, it had to look him up a little bit, and it's funny because the, uh, the, the article that I first pulled this from, uh, which was comingsoon.net, said, oh, well, he was the writer for The Invention of Lying. Never heard of it. I have. It and, wasn't it the one with the, oh my gosh, why can't I remember his name? I was right on the tip of my tongue. The guy that created The Office, the British version. Um, give me oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. God, we suck. Yeah, we do. Yeah, as soon as we hit stop, I'll be like, how did I miss that? You, yeah. So anyway. Um, you asked me and Ricky I can Gervais. never remember names. Ricky Gervais. So, yes, Invention Ricky Gervais. of Lying, I think, had Ricky Gervais. If it's the movie I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. And, and it was uh, and okay. then Dora, and then Dora and the Lost City of Gold, which I think was reasonably well received for its target audience. I saw it. I, it yeah, I'm not so. It, yeah, it, you know, I mean, it, for its target audience, it was okay. But I think there's some some saving grace here, some some bit of encouragement. Uh, he is writing the sequel to Edge of Tomorrow. Okay. Or live, die, repeat, or whatever you want to call it, which apparently I even looked it up a bit. They're not even sure what they want to call the sequel that because surprise they me. couldn't agree on what they were going to call the first movie. So, okay. Uh, and then a, if it's um, a sequel, the can Kenner they call it live, die, repeat, repeat? That is one of You're kidding me. the options. You're kidding me. No, I, you didn't see that. No, really? I was making a joke, a bad one. That is actually, yeah, that is actually one of the options on the tables. Live, die, repeat, repeat. No. Yeah. No. Yep. No. It is. It may be. You can't stop it, Eric. But I'm just saying, filmmakers out there, no. Don't do not do that. <laughs> uh, he's all, which I didn't know there. Uh-oh. One of us is getting laggy. Remake. I'm cool with it. Oh, now you're back. Now you're okay. You're back. I'm back. Can yeah. you hear me now? 
Yep, we're good. Okay. Uh, okay, so Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, this guy's doing the remake of it. Um, the original movie, I thought it was fun. Yeah. Um, I, I think it'd be cool to kind of bring it into present day for folks. It's not like one of those things that is a that iconic where people are like, oh my God, no, you have to leave it alone. I mean, I know it does have a bit of a cult following, but I think it's something also that can be kind of refreshed a little bit for a, for a new audience. Here's the problem, though. So my son's been visiting. So we've been talking a lot about movies and and uh, I forget what franchise it was that came up. I think it was the G.I. Joe franchise, because somehow we ended up watching G.I. Joe, which <laughs> the, the original 80s cartoon, which spawned all kinds of interesting questions, not the least of which was, why is nobody hitting anything? <laughs> yeah <Good Joe. laughs> so he was talking about all oh, the snake eyes movie is gonna do awesome and then people like the others other ones again i'm like no 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 no. That, that's not how this works so i was explaining to him how you have your, your tar- target audience and if you have a fandom already established say little shop of horrors um mm-hmm. if the other people don't care and aren't really fans the people who are fans if you alienate them that's your most guaranteed source of revenue for that film. Like those are the people you don't want to piss off. And then you want to additionally bring in more mm-hmm. little shop of horrors. I, I can't imagine finding someone for the main character better than Rick Moranis. I don't know who did the voice for the plant. Um, and I don't remember the actress who played um, the girlfriend though. She was perfectly cast in the role. Steve Martin is a dentist. You You can't, like there, there's so many things there that worked so perfectly and it's going to inevitably be compared to that. I, I, oh, yeah. I don't know. So, and here's the other thing though, to, to get back to your point about, you know, it's promising. He's doing live, die, repeat, uh, repeat. And, and he's doing, um, uh, more horrors. Okay. He, he got signed on to those. Maybe he was really lucky. Maybe his brother-in-law knows someone at the studio. Like he, I don't, no offense to this guy. Seriously, no offense to this guy. I'm not trying to diss him, but has he earned those movies? Now, I, I, maybe they know something that we don't. And, and so again, I'm not trying to be negative sure. here, but what I'm trying to say is to me, that's not necessarily comforting because that just proves that he was able to get bigger projects, but the stuff that he's done so far that we can look at, I mean, Dora and Lost City of Gold was okay. Even for that, that uh, demographic, it wasn't spectacular. Mm. It was okay. And then what was the other thing he did? Oh, the invention of lying. I, I think I saw it. Yeah, yeah. And it was okay. What I'll offer up, though, is consider that a lot of Marvel films have been getting writers which are considerably lesser known true and they're getting a lot of uh, they're getting a lot of studio support and i think in a lot of cases what you're seeing is these people are the head writers yet they have a small army behind them true and 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 i think that that's really a lot of the situation here um you know we know that patty jenkins already has a she has a vision for what this movie is going to be. Um, she's a very involved director. So, you know, I 
think that she's probably one of those directors who probably doesn't write enough to get a co-writing credit, but she is probably considerably involved in, in the development of that. Um, you know, and, and it just, it, it comes down to, especially with these big franchises that if it's done properly, they should be given the, the, the proper support. It shouldn't completely fall on someone's shoulders. And, you know, it's not so much what it was in the past where it was like, oh, hey, here's one writer and they're doing their thing. And, and, and that's it. Now it seems to be much more of a team sport. Um, you know, there's, there's still some products out there that are, you know, single writer kind of, kind of projects. Um, but I think that's starting to go a little bit to the wayside. And I think we're also seeing some blurring between, to an extent between film and, and what we have out there streaming and traditionally TV series have always had a writer's room. They have multiple writers because it's an ongoing thing. You have to pitch a lot of ideas. You have, you know, weekly episodes or whatever. So there's so much going on. And I think that, uh, particularly for the studios who are doing both right now, I think that they're kind of learning from that and recognizing that there's some advantage to that. So, Hey, let's, uh, let's come together a little bit. Let's throw some things at the wall, see what sticks and then develop something from there and storyboard it, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm hoping that's, you know, that's what the case is. And, and again, certainly, you know, not dissing, uh, Matthew Robinson in this cause I really don't know yeah. uh, much about his writing background at all. Maybe he does need the help. Maybe he doesn't. No idea. Uh, like you said, I mean, he, Edge of Tomorrow 2, Little Shop of Horrors in a Star Wars movie. That's yeah. I mean, you know, he's got, I mean, he's got his stuff excited. lined up. Yeah. I mean, dude's got to be partying right now. And I'm happy for him. Again, listen, yeah. I'm not saying he's no good. What I'm saying is I don't know. I, I don't know. We don't know. And I hope that this works right. out great. I, I hope that it turns out that he's got a, a good vision for this. And I know Patty Jenkins is going to be very involved in the direction of all of that. So I, I'm not mm -hmm. too, too worried. But I'm also not excited either. Like I saw the news and I looked at what he did and I'm like, okay, I guess we wait and see. Yeah. So, yeah. But regardless, we have a writer. We have a writer. We have a director. We have... A tentative title. We have some idea of what it includes. Like, you know, it, it's not titled something like, you know, Star Wars, The Enemy Within. Because, I mean, that could mean mm. anything at all. But, you know, Rogue Squadron, it means we're going to have X-Wings. X-Wings, A-Wings, B-Wings, and yeah. Bait. <laughs> Y-Wings. Uh, this would be Y-Wings. Really Y so adequately named why you're you're only getting away with this because tom isn't here. fair enough fair enough i'll take it while i can <laughs> all right um so yeah i'll, I'll come back to the kenobi thing i, I don't want to mention it too soon in the episode what do you think of uh the bad batch recently you know we are going to spoil the last couple of episodes probably not spoil this last one but we're, we're going to refer to a character that's popped up over the last two episodes of the bad batch as of what is today, June 27th. Um, yeah. So skip ahead a little bit. If, if you don't want to know who shows up, it's not that big a spoiler. It's not that big, a, a you know, 
thing. But uh, Cad Bane, thoughts? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm glad to see him back. Um, I appreciate, well, obviously I like um, uh, Fennec Shand. I think it's very realistic and especially given kind of this political intrigue now among um, the uh, um, cloners. The, the Kiminoans? Those people. Kiminoans, thank you. Again, names. Yeah. Names are, are yeah. Um, yeah, so you, you've got this whole kind of political thing. You've got opposing factions now within the leadership of, of Kamino. And it totally makes sense. I mean, I don't envision the the Kaminoans as being, uh, you know, brave warriors. They, especially being cloners, basically the entire being for them is fighting by proxy. Well, yeah, they're no dummies. So I think, yeah. So I think this whole like, well, we're going to get a bounty hunter to do this. Well, I don't want you to do that. So I'm going to get my own bounty hunter who's going to kick your bounty hunter's ass. And, you know, so it, it just it totally makes sense. And I like it. And it makes the series more fun. Um, yeah. It's good. It's good. I, I've, I've been liking how, you know, how it's unfolding. We got uh, we got Rex a few episodes ago. We're going to come back to Rex very clearly. Um, they did do a uh, kind of a mid-season trailer of sorts yeah uh, because we are at the middle of, of, of the season uh and we did see a, a, a new rock scene in there uh, just a small snippet like you know half a second if you yeah. blinked it was gone kind of thing uh but you know we know he is coming back in it which i think everyone pretty much guessed anyway um it, it, and obviously this whole unveiling of who omega is and what it means. I mean, I think to some extent, you know, it, it gave the reveal, uh, that she is basically a first generation clone of mm -hmm. Django. Uh, although obviously clearly they changed the gender, which is fine. Um, so it's not a yeah. Oh yeah. Which I, the story wise, that's totally fine. Um, clones typically would be the same gender, I would think, because you're working with exactly the same DNA. But, but the thing is, you are changing some of the different. DNA. Like you have to mess with the DNA in order to accelerate the growth and, and things like that, right? Um, so True. why not just, you know, change a chromosome and, you know, there you go. Yeah. It is interesting, though. I mean, she's basically and Boba Fett's sister in a more... Mm -hmm specific way than we realize. I mean, it, you know, we could kind of assume that anyway, but this was confirmation of it. And it is interesting too. Yeah. You've got the empire hunting the bad batch. And then you've got a bounty hunter, a good one hunting Omega. And then you have a bounty hunter, another good one hunting Omega. Hunting Omega. And then you've got the bad batch <laughs> working for someone who doesn't have their best interest in heart. Uh, there's a lot going on yeah. there. there. There are a lot of different stakes. And, and I like the fact that they're kind of getting hit from a bunch of different angles. It's kind of keeping them on their toes. And the last two episodes, especially, I think, really conveyed that really well. And I like the fact that they brought Cad Bane back as the other bounty hunter. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I'd have to say these last two episodes, probably my favorites so far of the series. Like, I really think that they're accelerating 
the overall story. And we're getting to see a little bit more of, you know, Crosshair uh, being um, foreshadowed for his return. And mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I say foreshadow. He was active in the episode, but I mean, you know, it, we, we know there's going to be. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking it. And, it, it, you know, with, with Omega, um, I got to say. Early on, she just like I wasn't connecting with the character. She kind of bothered me. It was like someone put a leash on that kid and like. Because she keeps wandering off and no one knows what the heck she's doing and all that kind of stuff. But she has definitely grown on me. Um, I like her. I like the the story arc that they've given her. I'm very intrigued. I want to know where she's going to go in the storyline. Like I'm now very invested Mm -hmm. in this. And, you know, it's animated Star Wars, so I really doubt they're going to kill her off. Uh, So I want to know what's going to happen with her in the future now. I, I, you know, she has this exposure to these seriously badass people and she's learning Mm -hmm. from them. You know, she's learning tactics. She's learning weapons. She's learning all this other stuff. And obviously she is still just learning and she is still just a kid. So she is not always able to, you know, completely defend herself or whatever, but she's showing that she's smart and she is able to solve problems and figure things out. And and I, I really like that. She is um, much less annoying is, in these last couple of episodes than she had been previously. I will definitely agree with that. Yeah. 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 But, but I also... I mean, kind of simply basing it in reality with kids being kids that early on you put them into a situation that's completely new and different to them. And they are going to ask questions and they are, they are going to make mistakes pretty much just like any adult too, except they don't have kind of the wisdom to draw on to minimize or, or mitigate some of those mistakes. Um, so, you know, she, they, she had to kind of figure herself out within the context of the story. And we went along for that ride and I'm totally fine with it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I I'd like to see what's going to happen. Obviously I'd also like to see what's going to happen with clone force 99. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is, is, as far as we know, this is it. There's not going to be another season of this. They're going to do this run. And then we have these characters in, certain places in a certain time and are we ever going to see them again yeah Don't we know. will i mean it's some baloney. of them yeah you know 10 years yeah, down it, the road there'll is. be bad batch it, season two and you know it'll happen somehow yeah yeah i i, I mean feloni likes his characters uh which i don't blame him yeah, he really he develops some really cool and interesting characters uh and obviously he's in a uh uh, position of authority to say, hmm, I'm going to bring these characters back. Okay. Uh, no one really argues with them. So, yeah. you know, it, 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 it all works out. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I, I think that this, this series is going to be, um, I don't know. I, I think that by the time we get to the end of the series, it's going to have been fulfilling. It will have uh, a good closing to it. I hope. Um, it, it seems to be these typically get wrapped up fairly well. Um, yeah. And I want something that gives us closure on a lot of things, but still leaves doors open where we're like, Ooh, something could right. happen here. 
this this character encountered someone at the end, which like, holy crap, like Omega meets Mon Mothma. What does that mean? Oh, my God. I don't know. Tell me. I have to know. Uh, You know, well, give us some of this or Omega ends up hanging out with Boba Fett at the end. Holy crap. Like. What happens well, and there? I, I think that too. Uh, does that mean she's going to show up in in the, uh, you know, the the Boba yeah, Fett that's, series? I, that's I don't my know. opinion. Is is that because they're introducing Omega as so young that given the timeline, she can show up in any number of things in the future. I mean, I I like the idea of the spinoffs and, and the the cross pollination of the series, and mm-hmm. uh, and we know that Fennec Shand is going to yeah. be in that series, and, and we've already seen her, and the so, age is perfect. So yeah. they've created a character that now in the uh, the Disney Plus television realm at the moment, in, in that little pocket of the universe. There are all kinds of different ways in which they can use her. Whatever animated series they do, yeah. they can bring her back in an episode of The Mandalorian or Ahsoka or the Book of Boba Fett. They can throw her anywhere. Totally. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think that this is going to be maybe the last we see of the Bad Batch for a while. I don't think it's going to be the last we see of Echo. And I still think we'll get Rex at some point live action before too long. Yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, there's, they've obviously made a lot of intersections with, with Rex. Um, that, that I, I do think we are going to continue seeing. I mean, it's going to be hard to get the actor on contract. I think to, to play. Okay. I don't know if anybody got that joke or not. That was pretty lame, but yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Um, uh, I, I do want to point out, uh, Joe uh-oh. in the chat, uh, is wondering if we're going to get Boba in the bad batch. I don't think I want to. I think, I think there's a strong possibility yeah. for it. Uh, I mean, we do, we did have that unfinished footage of a clone wars episode of, uh, that standoff oh, right. between right. young Boba Fett, uh, like teenage kind of Boba mm-hmm. Fett. And Cad Bane. That's fair. Okay. Does this link up with it? Are they going to basically redo that? Um, because I don't think that the unfinished episode was canonical uh, in, in, in any way. So are they going to like write this into it where Boba Fett comes in and somehow somewhere maybe one of the Kaminoans says, hey, dude, that's your sister. Might want to save her. Uh, and then that's how the whole thing. I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I don't want to see a lot of Boba Fett in this only because if this is the only season we're getting of the Bad Batch, they've got a lot of a lot of stuff they're introducing that they have to figure out a way sure. to wrap up. They've got the involvement of the Empire. Yeah. They've got some kind of um, backstabbing going on between the Kaminoans. What do you do with Echo? What's the final disposition of the Bad Batch themselves, etc.? The more you throw in the mix, the more muddy things get. Um, True. I don't know. It would not surprise me if we do see that confrontation, but it also would not surprise me at all. And I think it'd be the wiser choice if we don't. Um, in fact, what I'd rather see instead is some sort of a showdown, a variation of that pushed further in the timeline and show up in the book of Boba Fett. Mm. Live action Cad Bane. 
Oh, I'd totally yeah. be down with that. So, all right. Yeah. What else do we have in the news? I think you mentioned something about a Lego something. By the way, before we go, hold on. So Father's Day was last weekend. Yeah, oh. finally got it. Speaking of Lego, my, my Boba, Boba Fett, Fett uh, nice. Lego, well, not bust, but the, the helmet thing. Yeah. The helmet, yeah. I didn't realize that Lego also makes uh, an Iron Man one, a Batman one, mm-hmm. a Venom, Venom Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, yeah. I got, yeah, it's 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 a pretty cool line. They're, I, they're nice. I got this, a nine by nine by nine Rubik's Cube. Those were my two Father's Day presents. Yeah, so... How many times have you solved the Rubik's times. Cube? Yeah. You have to go slow or the pieces will pop out because it, you know, they're tiny little pieces because it's nine across, but yeah. 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 So anyway, Lego. Uh, yeah. So we, we, we did have yesterday, yesterday afternoon we had Lego con and this is something they've been promoting for about a month or so. First of all, I, I got to say basically what it came down to, and I, didn't watch it live. I read about it afterwards. It was 90 minutes long. It was an hour and a half long. That That is not like a convention. I, I would have expected something. If they did maybe they, when they said con, hours, maybe they meant not con like convention, but they're conning you into thinking. Mm, quite possibly. Quite possibly. Mm. Yeah, so we um, it, it it was ninety minutes. It wasn't all that fantastic, to be completely honest. They didn't cover all of their properties. Uh, they did cover Star Wars. They announced three sets that we already knew about, that we've already seen pictures of. Uh, that's the um, Imperial light light cruiser from Mandalorian, the Slave One from Mandalorian, and the Imperial Marauder from Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, the only news that we got out of this relative to those sets was an August one release date, which we didn't have before. Okay. All we knew is that it was going to be summer of 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 this year. Um, so it, kind of a letdown, mm. to be completely honest. I the the only other big news was a Harry po- uh, another Harry Potter set that they came out with, and beyond that, there really wasn't a whole heck of a lot. I don't even think there was anything Marvel hmm. related. Um, there was nothing new Star Wars beyond these three wow. sets. So, well, um, August 1st, there you go, I guess. I, I, uh, that light cruiser is an awesome it, it looking does. build. It does. It looks good. It looks very good. That's, uh, Moff Gideon's Moff Gideon's. I'm a little cruiser. bummed out because Amazon Day was this past week. I realized, aka just, Prime Day. Yeah which is actually two days. So it's kind of like Mike's movie minute, but <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like they, they hook you in with the hope that there's going to be something, uh-huh. you know, with impact, but short duration and no, they just drag he just it rambles on. on for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> the razor crest normally what? One twenty nine. I think so. I yeah. caught just barely too late the fact that they had it for seventy-seven dollars. Oh, then there was wow, a wait a list, deal. and the wait list was full. Yeah. Wow. So didn't get to get that, but that's okay. Would have been nice. 
we won't be seeing that in the second season or the third season of the Mandalorian anyway. So I guess, you know, Razor no. Crest, RIP. Um, anything else before we get to Kenobi rumors? The only other other thing that we have is really it's one of those interesting things that really isn't news, but it ends up in the news. And then the irony is that we still end up talking about it, even though it's not news. Uh, Amelia Clark was being interviewed. Maybe we'd have things to talk about that. True, true. Um, She was asked like, hey, are you going back to Star Wars? Have you heard anything? Her answer was no, but I'd like to. But no, I haven't heard anything. She said she has like some, you know, thoughts and ideas on what they might do with her character. Um, So do we. (laughs) You know, this is obviously a character that we'd love to see. I come would love back. to see Kira uh, come back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Kira was a really intriguing character, obviously, where uh, she ended up at the end of Solo was really, uh, really interesting, really intriguing. They opened a lot of doors there for stuff they could do. I mean, I, I preferably like to see something live action, mm-hmm. but they could do something animated. I mean, there's there's all sorts of different ideas um, but preferably live action. Cause I think we'd like to see Amelia oh, Clark sure. come back. It, it kind of seems almost a little wasteful to have a great actress like that as just kind of a yeah. one shot. Well, and the character had so much depth too. I mean, if you look at recently created yeah. star Wars characters, I have to say, I think that mm-hmm. she has the most potential for, um, really complex character development. I mean, she grew up an orphan on the streets and then she got out and then she became the assistant to a crime Lord and then a crime Lord herself kind of by taking out her boss. And then she's, she wants to be a good guy, but she's stuck working under Darth Maul of all people. I mean, the whole thing is just so much depth there. So yeah, I, yeah, I would definitely like to see her come back uh, real quick regarding the razor crest mediocre modeler said in the chat room that uh, Bandai and round two models will be releasing a razor crest razor crest smile at the end of this year. That might've been a auto correct razor crest uh, model. Razor crest okay. model. He, he corrected it. Okay. A couple yep. Got it. Yeah. Razor crest model at the end of this year. So now I've never heard of round two models. Um, but I've heard of Bandai. They seem to be good stuff. So, yep. yeah, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll pick pick up those and some super glue and, I don't know, tweezers or something to keep my hands steady, not drink any caffeine that day maybe, so I don't have that little twitch factor going. We'll see. It's it's so interesting, though, that, you know, they did the, the Hasbro HasLab thing. Lego has done models. You know, Bandai's doing a build, that kind of stuff. I mean, sure, there's there's obviously some popularity and it's a new, unique Mm -hmm. ship and all that kind of stuff. But you would kind of think that maybe like Lucasfilm would like whisper to these folks and say, hey, don't get attached. Hush. Hush, Tim. Hush, Tim. Too soon. Going to blow it up. Too soon. It's going to go. It's going to be gone. You know what? They can rebuild it. (laughs) Ha. From what? material. I mean, <laughs> I'm no dummy. You know, it's not going to be the same same molecules or anything. But I mean, you know, they can build a new Razor Crest. They just got I mean, the thing said, fixed, I'm too. Sure that's that the thing that... Ugh. All right. Anyway. There are other 
models of the Razor Crest yeah, out yeah. there. It's not a I unique mean, it, ship. I did say it's a fairly rare ship, yeah. but yeah, there's there are some others out there. It's like, you know, you're going to drive a Chevy Tahoe and it gets wrecked. You can get yeah. another one. It's it's not the only also, one out I, there. Also, I would so. cry a lot less about losing a Chevy Tahoe than I think I would the Razor Crest, so. Well, true, yeah. true. All right. Kenobi news or rumors, not news, not news at all. Rumors. So this is about, Mm -hmm. um, who, uh, an antagonist that may appear, may appear in the Kenobi series. So if you don't want to hear about this, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We will see you again next week. Uh, if you're listening live, check back in a few minutes, we're going to be doing random chatter, but this, I don't consider this a big spoiler because here's the thing. If it's not true, it's not going to matter. And if it is true, you're going to see it the first teaser probably they release or a trailer. Like This isn't going to be some secret where you're going to see it on screen the first time and go, oh, like they're going to have to include it in the marketing material. Okay. So I am not yep. looking at this. They'll be casting announcements. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be in the promotional stuff, in my opinion. Okay. So don't sweat it. This is from uh, makingstarwars.net. I know some people love them. Some people hate them. Some people are in between. Take that for however you will. Um, they, I, I have found that um, of all of the never perfect rumor sites out there, because none of them are perfect, they, they do okay with, with their accuracy on things. That's my opinion. That's from what I've monitored through the sequel trilogy, etc., Again, take it for what you will. But um, there have been a few sources now that have reported that we are going to see at least one Inquisitor show up in uh, Kenobi and that, uh, as has been suspected for a while, Obi-Wan will be off-planet. I believe the confrontation with the Inquisitor is off-planet. So um, we do not know anything about uh, the Inquisitor or, you know, which one it might be. Is it one that we've seen before? Because we saw some in the uh, Jedi Fallen Order video game. We've seen some in Rebels, um, etc. So we don't really know. Is this going to be one we have seen before or haven't seen before? And uh, we don't know if it's just going to be one or if it's going to be several of them. We don't know whether they're going to be the main antagonist or not. I'm guessing probably not. Um and then the, uh, Jason Ward said there's one other thing that he's waiting to um, to get more sources to confirm this other thing, but he's got another big reveal about Kenobi he might be dropping soon, assuming he gets the confirmation on it. So, I don't know. What do you think? If we do see Inquisitors in Kenobi, I mean, that's a good excuse to be able to have lightsaber duels that don't involve Darth Maul because we've already seen that in Rebels and don't involve Darth right. Vader because that would kind of destroy canon a little bit. Mm-hmm. So this is good, right? We get to see Kenobi using a lightsaber yeah. in about the only canonical way that would make sense. Yeah. And, and you know, plot-wise, it totally makes sense to me. Um, and obviously... Inquisitors would be out there hunting these, you know, rogue Jedi. So it, it totally makes mm-hmm. sense to me. Um, I mean, we, we do know that we are going to see Anakin slash Vader. Yeah. 
Don't know if it's going to be a flashback, if it's going to be a storyline that is paralleling something with Obi-Wan and they're not actually intersecting. It could be him dispatching the Inquisitor to go get Obi-Wan. Like he might be in the show, but they might not meet in the show. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. And, 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 you know, we also know that it really doesn't seem that, um, in a new hope, that Vader was surprised that Kenobi was alive. There was no like, holy crap, I yeah. thought you were dead. It was, oh, look who finally came around. Yeah. A presence I, I mean, he hasn't felt since. Imp- dot, 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 yeah. and leaves the room. I, so, I mean. Yeah. Good way to finish your sentences there. That's kind of the impression that, that we're given. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's ambivalent enough that they could very easily, I say retcon, but it's really not even a retcon because it's not changing anything where they could say, oh yeah, he knew Obi-Wan was around. He just didn't know where the heck he was. Yeah, it would make sense. Um, (laughs) Joe in the chat room, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this here. Tim, what do you think the chances are, A, that Kenobi will chop somebody's arm off and then B, because this is a thing, that it'll happen in a bar. I mean, it's yeah, Star Wars. Prequels, chopped an it, arm off. It pretty much has. Bar. Yeah, yeah, original trilogy. It pretty much has to happen. You got to do so, it. I mean, if it doesn't happen, you know, I might actually take to change that org. Yeah, we'll be up in arms. See, well, arm. I did the yeah, arm. We'll be up in arm. Yeah, well, no, because we'll have both. Right, so it'll be this. plural. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. That's true. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Force Chatter. Be sure to check in next Sunday. Uh, Are we doing one next Sunday? I guess we are. I'll be at a remote location. I'll be at a secret facility. Deep in the reaches of uh, the north. That will look mysteriously like Very similar to his stuff there. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, so be sure to check in uh, next week. Now, I don't know if we're going to do it live or not. It might just be audio. Um, we'll we'll see. I'll, I'll see what I can whip up. Uh, but either way, we will be bringing you more force chatter on the condition that something actually happens Star Wars related. And if it doesn't, we're just going to get together. We're and talk just going to wing it. Yep. Not why wing it. But like, interesting wing it. If to, if Tom joins us, we might Y wing it. If Tom joins and wants to talk about Y wings, yeah, we'll, we'll throw down. Yeah, I'd, I'd moderate that discussion. And, and I, I get the whole warthog uh, argument, but I'd rather have a warthog than a Y wing. So put the warthog out there. That that's fine too. Just saying. Anyway, all right. I'll take a B-wing anyway. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Um, you know, that reminds me, I got to get back into Squadrons because I haven't played since they came out with a B-wing. And, mm. you know, the virtual reality Squadrons thing. Oh, oh I bet. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. 
Um, so anyway, if you're watching this live, stick around in a few minutes. We are going to be back with Random Chatter. We're going to do a quick review show, and then we've got lightning round stuff. And otherwise, uh, tune in Tuesday night. I think we are still on schedule to do movie chatter. And uh, that's going to do it for this episode. So until next time, take care.